Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All the PC bullshit aside, at the end of the day, there is something sexy about a man who's prepared to stand up, mm. to be tough, to be heard, to say, like, this is the line, don't cross it. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I am your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with the lovely and esteemed... Lisa Bilyeu. Always feels weird <laughs> that you make me say my own name. I don't know why. All right. From now on, I will say it. No problem. <laughs> All right. So let's go to a question from Facebook from last week. Okay. Um, this question is from Ibrahim Elgal. Yep. Love Ibrahim. Elgalad, I think. Elgalad, yeah. What's up, um, Ibrahim? Yeah, what's up? Um, how important is masculine and feminine energy polarity in your relationship? Tony Robbins speaks about how this is important in keeping the attract attraction spark alive, just like an electrical socket. Mm. So, you gonna jump in on no, that? No, we need to answer first. So, I think that it's really, really important. Um, and I will add to that though that I think one of the things that's really worked well for us is. Um, I never know how to say this like in a way that doesn't make me uncomfortable. So this is me worried about me, but I think you're more masculine than the typical woman and I am more feminine than the typical man. So I think that's also helped us, but very much we have the division of masculine and feminine energy. Um, but I'm not like what I'll call the, the typical pub brawler type. I'm not the guy that gets in random ass fights. I am not the guy that is uh, shut down emotionally, that has trouble articulating feelings and things like that. And that's very much helped. And then you, um, oh God, I know that when you stereotype, I always get myself in trouble, but you don't have some hyper uh, feminine responses to things. I think you're um, a little more down the middle. So you don't get, you don't get teary and yeah, say, uh, there's like no like, back. <laughs> I really am because uh, it's, yeah, here's the truth. Like you don't get emotional. You don't, um, I know too much about the brain. Here's the truth. Estrogen inflames the deep limbic system. And so as people go through their period cycle, this is how I should have just explained it at the beginning. As women go through their period cycle, the deep limbic system inflames and perceives things more negatively than it otherwise would. You're not very subject, you, you're not subject to that very much. So you don't have those kinds of um, peaks and valleys emotionally. You don't perceive things negatively that aren't meant to be negative. So that has really helped because I would have a hard time dealing with that, I think. Because to me, it's like there's just, you know, it's like I'm all about what makes sense to perceive it that way. Like it, you 
can override that. And so, A, you don't have to override it because you don't have those tendencies. And then, B, we've talked so much about that that I think that you would override it if you were having that problem. Mm. So I love that a lot. And that's one thing that I think is just as important as people playing a role, which you and I have always seen more as alpha beta than as like masculine feminine. Um, but I think that if you didn't have very feminine things that that wouldn't, like Tony says, it wouldn't spark me in the way that it does, that you are very feminine mm. um, in certain aspects. And then I'm sure vice versa is true as well. And I think that it really um, depends on the person, what they're looking for in the partner, right? It's some people may not want um, a woman to have or you know, to be, have a business mind. They may want someone who is more feminine, that wants to stay at home, that wants to, all they do is take care of their kids. And that's fine. Um, it's just not me. And we had that discussion. Like, I think we've had actually in every phase of our lives from when we got married to starting the business to working together of what is, what are we looking for from each other? Mm. And, um, you know, you've said it in the past and it's true. It's like being in business has hardened me. It's had to harden me. Um, and so in that, I felt like a lot of my, um, God, the overly feminine side of me has um, slowly... And what do you mean by that? Nurturing? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I used to make you breakfast, lunch and dinner every day. I would set your clothes out, your gym clothes, your work clothes. You literally would get up and put your clothes on because it was just sitting there waiting mm. for you. And that nurturing side of things, <clears throat> which I actually used to enjoy doing. And now it's like I, I don't have time and I don't prioritize and it's not important to me. And so making sure that that also wasn't important to you so that it wasn't... You weren't turning around going, hang on a minute, I had like this, what I wanted as a perfect wife and now you're changing and now you're becoming right. something that I'm not interested in. So we had to have that conversation about my femininity, your masculinity. Um, and then also just, I guess growing up, um, I never wanted to use tears or emotion as a way to get what I want. And it's very powerful, right? I know that if... I don't cry often, but if I cried in front of you, I know how that's going to affect you, right? We've been together long enough that I know that it starts breaking your heart, that you would probably give in, that you would not give in, but you would back off. You would be like, okay, babe, I hear it. You know, like you would try to soften me, like make it okay. But that doesn't actually resolve the issue. And you're doing it because your emotions feel bad for me. You're not doing it because you actually, we're actually coming to a conclusion of that argument. And so many times, and you've called me out on this, many times I'll be, um, we'll get in a heated discussion or something and I'll get super emotional, but I turn away. And I turn away and you're like, why, you know, I can tell you're crying. Like, and, but it's just... I never want that as a manipulation and I'm very aware of that and I think so many women do it because it ends up bringing the defences of the guy down, right? Because if you're pushing back and you're fighting with me and we're arguing and then I cry and you like, you know, oh, okay, yeah, I hear it. Yes, the argument has um, maybe subsided but that issue is still going to be there. And so I recognise that using that emotion to manipulate you isn't the... Um, isn't a long-term solution. So, um, so that, I guess, feminine side to me, I've definitely tried to almost push away because I don't think it serves me. Um, but yeah, when I get hormones and, you know, like any woman, I try to recognize those hormones. And we've had many discussions before where you're like trying to politely say to me, um, is it the time of 
acting. Yeah, because you're not acting like yourself. Right. So you know who I am and you're saying I'm not acting like myself. And so it's that like, yeah, it is. Like the emotions feel right, but you're right. I'm a little more edgy today or I'm a little more frustrated than I would normally be. And so, okay, it must be my hormones. Don't use that as an excuse, right? right? Because using like, oh, I'm on my peers as an excuse to be a bitch is just like, that's not productive. So sometimes now I'll say to you, hey, babe, like I recognize that I'm maybe a little um, touchy today. Um, And so because I recognize that, um, I need you to be extra sweet to me. And so I'll just articulate what I need. You'll be aware of it. And then we get to a place where we can communicate without my hormones, like making me crazy. And then let's, you know, going back to Ibrahim's point about what Tony Robbins is talking mm. about, I th- and I'll just speak from a guy's perspective. Sometimes you got to be tough. Like, there's just no two ways about it. And we've gotten, I was reading this article about the, I can't, this is going to be hard for me to say, the feminization of, like, boys especially. Mm-hmm. Like, boys are rough and tumble. Boys, and they, there are no absolutes, but... For the most part, boys are rough and tumble. They like to play aggressively. Um, They hit each other. You know, there's just like, they're, if you think about animals and the way that they roughhouse, they're literally learning how to stalk and hunt and be aggressive and all that. And the same is true of the male of the species. And, you know, how much of it is socialization and how much of it is nature. Like, I'm just of the camp that nature and nurture both play a massively powerful role. And mm-hmm. to say that men and women don't have differences, and I mean, let's go with the easy one, hormonally. Like, you can say, I don't think it's true, there are differences in the brain structures, but even just hormonally, no one is going to argue that there is a massively different cascade for women than there is for men. Those hormones have a reason, and the reason is that they generate different behaviors. So you can take a woman and inject her with a ton of testosterone, she's going to act fundamentally differently than if you inject her with a bunch of um, uh, estrogen, and the same is true vice versa for men. So that's a long way of, I know how politically charged this is. So... But I think that what Tony's talking about is all the PC bullshit aside, at the end of the day, there is something sexy about a man who's prepared to stand up, Mm. to be tough, to be heard, to say, like, this is the line, don't cross it. Um, And I think that in a traditional or typical, maybe is a less charged way of saying it, in a typical male-female relationship, to not have that, for the guy not to display that, would be a, a mistake. And I'll say it's a mistake from an evolutionary perspective, certainly, because at the end of the day, there is the role of the aggressor, the dominant, the uh, protector, all of that wrapped up in that. And if you're not doing things, like one of the things I think that I did that was very beneficial for our relationship was starting to hit the gym, having to exert power, Mm -hmm. like physical power, and having to develop physical prowess, which is not something that I come to naturally. So all of that like really rooted me in masculinity and forced me to do things that were aggressive and the whole thing that we've already talked about where I would imagine someone attacking you and that I had to be strong enough to overpower them and like what that does and the like to me psychologically and the way that that grounded me in being able to stand up for myself and that is powerful and I think that in today's society like we're going more and more towards the middle and I think that that can be a dangerous place to be now at the same time I would much rather have to teach a kid to toughen up than to be sensitive and so if we had a son, I would spend way more of my time 
talking about empathy, talking about how to encourage people to make them feel safe, like all of those things, which are, I think, maybe harder for a guy to come by naturally. And, you know, part of that is just that that's exactly what it was for me. I had to learn to, to toughen up. Um, but that feels much more um, something that you can do through mechanistic mm -hmm. things. You can go to the gym. You can force yourself to suffer. One of the things that I got asked is, so by the way, I've decided that the fast that I'm going to do, the three-day fast, summer ready, if anybody's interested, is going to be the, um, we release a David Goggins episode on Tuesday, right? Correct. So I'll start the fast Sunday wow. night, technically. Okay. Um, so Sunday night, I'll have my last meal. That'll begin the three-day fast. So mid, the, the hardest day is always day two for me. And so day two will happen right as the David Goggins episode drops, which will help me stay focused because that man is such a badass. But in doing that kind of suffering and toughening up and all of that, I feel that I have things like that, things like the gym, things like changing my physique, all of that have definitely... If I hadn't done it, I think that you would want for it. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of the the thing that we try to communicate all the time is what are you looking for? So I do find toughness, some form of aggression, quite a turn on. Right. Like I, I do like seeing that. Now, I don't like seeing if it's unwarranted and, you know, uh, pub rules and stuff like that. Like I'm not interested. Right. But seeing you lift weights. Can we, I'm going to stop you right there and we're going to tell the pub brawl story. Do you know what story I'm talking about? Um, the one with my brother? Yes. Yeah. And Savio? Yeah. So what was that like for me? And be honest because you have, so remind, tell people the story. You can leave out names okay. other than the two that we've already mentioned. Okay. So, but break this down because this, this left a mark on my psyche and I thought, really? well, I need to be prepared for that. I don't know what I did different, but no, wow, I'll, well, I'll, I'll tell the story. So, um, um, it's quite a long story, so I'll, I'll short cut it short. Um, there was a guy and he kept calling me. I was 17, I must have been 18 because I was in the pub legally. Um, <laughs> And um, there was a guy who just kept texting me and texting me, wouldn't leave me alone. Um, I was very honest about that I wasn't interested. He wouldn't give up. I was in a pub one day and my brother and his friend, um, there was a big, so he, his friend's Italian. There was a big soccer match going on. And he's one on. of those guys. Um, like he is a tough nut, this Yeah, kid. he's super he tough. He is not for play. No. Great guy. So loving. So loving. Right. But whoa, I would not want to cross him. Right. So... He, um, it was like the World Cup or something like that, and Italy had just lost, and he was in the worst mood ever. And he was there, he was like a, he's like a brother to me. So I walk in, I sit with him, we start talking, and the guy who was kind of somewhat stalking me walks in. And I was like, oh God, here he goes. Like, I can't believe he's here. And of course, my brother's friend um, <laughs> turns around and is like, which one is he? And because I said, like, he was literally like my older brother. So he was always very protective. And so I was like, it's him over there. Just thinking, like, maybe he's going to go give him some harsh words, which right. I kind of wanted because it was starting to get yes. a little, like, freaked out that this guy wouldn't leave me alone. And so my brother's sitting there, but he doesn't really hear the story. So I tell his friend. He gets up and he literally just jumps across the table and punches him in the face. <laughs> and so then one of his friends gets up, jumps on him, my brother jumps in and it became the entire pub like just starts fighting and there's tables being thrown, there's glasses being thrown. And I'm like, like I actually felt really bad because I didn't mean for it to God cause that much of a trouble. Right. But um, 
But yeah, I don't know where. So what? Where were you going with that story? Because you then? felt protected. Oh, I definitely you felt, felt like, protected. And yeah. the, this is one of those. I am not justifying the man's behavior. It is crazy to leap across the table and punch somebody in the face, even if they are stalking. Like that's crazy town. Yeah. However, agreed. having said that, I totally understood why. All right, this guy is scaring me. He's stalking me. He shows up at this bar. Like, he's literally, he's not leaving me alone. It's escalating. And I'm truly now getting freaked out and scared. Mm -hmm. And one sentence to this guy, and all of a sudden, like, he doesn't hem and haw. He gets up and punches the guy in the face. Like, totally animalistic, totally unacceptable behavior. And at the same time, totally intoxicating and makes you feel protected. And that... That duality mm-hmm. I found so fascinating because that is not me. I would never do that. Like that is so outlandish and crazy. But even I love that about Savio. Mm-hmm. I love that there are people who you just know like that. And I'm obsessed with this wolf thing. It goes back to the wolf notion of somebody's the enforcer. And I didn't know this about hockey, but there's actually a guy on the ice who his role is not to score. It's not to pass. It's to punish people who go and play too rough with the Wayne Gretzky or whoever it is that's meant to be scoring the goals, and they call him the enforcer. And they're, they're the guys that check people into the glass and throw Why? them around and get into the fights. And what keeps everybody in balance is knowing there's an enforcer. And that was one of those things because like, I am not certainly not by nature the enforcer type. Even I, like, there's something kind of cool about it yeah and the moments that you have shown that um and look I definitely I think I encourage that in you not not to be like overly aggressive but um I like you know I think every woman likes to feel protected and likes to feel like they can turn to someone if they're really truly scared and in those moments do you show up Right. right. That's really the question. And you have. And those were the moments where like, God, I was really proud. Um, I was a little scared. So you told the story recently about when we went to the doctors and I had 103 fever yeah. and they wouldn't see me because of my insurance wouldn't take me. And you lit like I'd never seen you that angry before. And I even was like, you need to calm down. <laughs> like, because like they're literally about to arrest you. So I'm thinking they're about to arrest you. I have 103 fever. I can't drive home. Like you're gonna, I'm going to have to now bail you out. Like all these things are going through my mind. But even then there was that little bit of he's, he's going to make sure I'm okay. Right. No matter what. And look, aggression isn't the right way to do it. Um, but even in fact, can I tell a story about when Wookie went missing? Sure. So a lot of people may already know, or you may not, um, our little puppy went missing just before Christmas. And when I say missing, she escaped. Um, So she's like this big. We live in a lot of trees and wilderness around us. um, And she just went missing. And I, we were running around the entire team, like the whole company shut down. We were running around trying to find her, screaming, screaming, screaming. And it was about four hours later. We hadn't seen each other because we all just went off in our own directions, putting up posters and everything. And I finally saw you again after like four hours. So literally, she went missing, barely saw you, and then we got together. I was hyperventilating. And I've never, again, I'm not an emotional person. I was hyperventilating. I, I couldn't breathe because I thought, I've, I've lost my daughter. Like, I, all the hideous ideas of coyotes and being stolen or being hit by a car, like, I, I couldn't breathe. And when I saw you, I was just panicking and I, you know, just, like, collapsed in your arms. And you grabbed me 
And I remember this so like, like it was yesterday. You literally grabbed me, and this was only a few months ago, but, and you looked at me and you said, I will get her back. Like you stared right in my eyes and you said, I will do everything in my power to get her back. And it was so intense the way you did it. I'm actually getting a little emotional saying it now. It was so intense the way you did it. And I believed you. And it wasn't like, oh, you're going to magically find her. But I knew everything in a person's human power to find her, you weren't going to stop until you were going to do it. And that protection of, okay, like, we can't control whether she's right now getting eaten by a coyote, right? We can't control that. But you were going to make sure you were going to do everything you could. And in that moment, like, as, as a partner, as a woman, like, I felt so protected by your, your certainty and your drive and your focus on, like, I'm going to get this done. Yeah, and for the record, I didn't say I'll do everything in my power to get her back. I said I'm getting her back. Yeah. But in my head, I was like... Oh, yeah, you gave the caveats that, and yeah. the outs and all that and totally reasonable, but it was... Yeah, at that moment, that is, um, that's not a time or place for a yeah. reason. That is a time only for decisiveness and getting something done. And, and that really is an echo of that thing that I've spent years, because that's not me by nature. So that's me, you know, for years thinking about stories like the Savio story, thinking about what you do in moments like that, thinking about somebody breaking in, thinking about all those things. I can't say I ever thought about, you know, our daughter going missing, but thinking about all those things... Mm. Um, and saying, okay, how do you respond? Like, what happens in that moment? <laughs> it reminds me of the story that Jared told the other day where we were on a plane and he was some, I forget how it came up, but it was like, you know, if something happened and somebody tried to hijack the mm. plane or whatever, and I turned, he was joking, and I turned to him in deadly seriousness and was like, no, this is exactly what we do. This is how we'd handle it. And because I've rehearsed things like that so many times to make sure that I show up, to make sure that whatever natural impulse I have to turn and run in the opposite direction mm -hmm. is just overwhelmed by preparation mentally. Yeah.